0: Over the past month or so, I've been seeing a lot of Quentin Tarantino clips pop up in my YouTube feed because about a month ago, I clicked on a video of Quentin being interviewed by Charlie Rose. When it finished, the algorithm showed me another, which I also clicked on. And Since the algorithm got what it wanted, it started showing me more clips and occasionally I would click and here we are a month or so later with me having watched about a dozen clips and interviews with Quentin Tarantino. Full disclosure, I like some of Tarantino's movies, but it's his approach to making movies that I find fascinating. Recently, he was quoted as saying that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was his best movie, to which someone on Twitter almost immediately replied, he's wrong, it was Pulp Fiction. I can't say I disagree, but regardless of what you or I think of any of his movies, He makes exactly what he wants to see. And if we don't like it, that's on us, not him. He was very clear about that fact in one of the interviews I watched. The interviewer asked him whether he had an audience in mind when he made his movies. And almost without skipping a beat, Quentin responded, Yeah, me. I'm the audience. I've been struggling with the role that an audience plays in my own art making for a long time. Intellectually, I know that as artists, what we make should be for us first. But when commerce gets involved, the line between art and product goes dim. And frankly, it all gets a little muddy for me. A recent text message from a friend included an article unpacking the Warhol Foundation versus Lynn Goldsmith court case. And the message read simply, money ruins art. On a lot of levels, I completely agree. For example, I have more than a hundred paintings in my basement, most of which have never seen the light of day and maybe never will, mostly because I don't know whether an audience will like them. Actually, that's not true. It's because I don't know whether an audience will buy them. And as much as I don't like capitalism, that's the difference. And if I'm being honest, that's where I get hung up. I spend an enormous amount of time thinking about my work, both on a thematic level and from the perspective of process. So if the work is rejected, in some way, so am I. In the back of my head, I still hear the old tapes of my father saying artists are a dime a dozen. His value was always on the commerce, not the creativity. And don't get me wrong, seeing likes and reading positive comments on something that I've created and occasionally share on Twitter or Instagram is terrific but it can also be pretty empty if it misses the expectation that i've placed on the work also in the case of likes i have no idea what that like means do you like what i've shared or simply that i've shared it are we friends and liking everything that i share is just what you do on the flip side sharing to social media rather than say adding a store to my website is safe because I avoid the potentially crushing disappointment of an unclicked buy now button. I think it's become an act of creative self-preservation to keep my work and the processes behind it to myself. And what's worse, by not making the work available for purchase, I'm not even giving you the chance to like it or reject it. I've decided for you that you aren't going to like it and certainly not enough to buy it, which, gets us back to the whole artists or a dime a dozen thing. When I was a kid, I would draw all the time for no other reason than I loved to draw. The same goes for photography. When I built my darkroom my freshman year in high school, that's where I spent most nights for the next four years. Terms like monetization or personal branding had no meaning for me then. I burned through film, chemistry and paper simply because I was learning and photography made me happy. Even when I picked up a paintbrush again in 2008, after nearly a 20-year hiatus, it was because I was exploring ways to bridge digital and analog making. It was fun. And Despite the fact that I was still trying to figure a bunch of stuff out, and most of the work I was making at the time was more or less a reflection of that, it got terrific feedback and even landed me in a few group shows. But over the past dozen or so years, I've spent so much time and energy second-guessing myself and doing what I thought would get more views or likes or grow my following, which, as I say that, really sounds kind of desperate, that I've lost track of my why and what it is about making that I get joy from in the first place. I've tried everything I can think of except taking a step back. Not from the making itself, but from the often paralyzing monetization guilt-shame spiral that I've attached to it. I need to give myself permission to play again and to really try to answer questions like, what am I trying to say with this work? Or what do I want to see in the world that I'm capable of making? I've said over and over that I'm happiest when my hands are in motion, and I really do believe that. But purpose and intent have to be in there too. It shouldn't just be about process or profit. In addition to stepping back from the monetization side, I'm starting to explore processes and materials that I've never used before, just to try and get back to that place of being excited and curious and seeing where that takes me. While some of the new processes are similar to what I've been doing, they're different enough that I don't really know what to expect. And I think I need that. I need to be surprised and I think I need to get back to being my own audience because If I don't believe in the work, how can I expect anyone else to? What do you think? Where and how does monetization fit into your creative practice? Is it a motivator or an obstacle? I'd love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying these iterations, it would be great if you would consider sharing them with a friend or two. It really would help. Thanks for listening.